You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. In 1991, the first ever G1 Climax was born. Replacing the former World Leagues and IWGP League tournaments, this new tournament took the top heavyweights New Japan Pro Wrestling had to offer to see who truly was the best in the promotion. But not everyone got the opportunity to compete in the G1 Climax. After all, the G1 Climax was for the best of the best, and to be invited in was an honor in of itself. Some wrestlers never appeared, while some competed year in and year out. Today, however, we will be discussing the men that got the call only one time. This is G1 and Only. Welcome to G1 and Only. My name is Ryan Knightsey. On today's episode, we are back discussing one single wrestler. This wrestler has serious credentials in the world of wrestling, competing in the 1976 Summer Olympics. However, after Japan decided to not take part in the 1980 Summer Olympics, today's wrestler changed his training to go from amateur wrestling to professional. He worked for New Japan, All Japan, and Super World Sports, where he challenged Hulk Hogan for the WWF Championship. When Super World Sports closed, this wrestler formed his own promotion, called the Social Pro Wrestling Federation. And in the 1994 G1 Climax, an invitation was sent to today's wrestler's home, inviting him for his one and only G1 Climax appearance. He is a seven-time tag team champion across various promotions. He is a two-time five-star match winner, and as of March 18th this year, was planning to return to wrestling at the age of 64 with an amputated leg. Today, we are talking about Yoshiaki Yatsu. I gotta say, it's nice being back this time to dive into a single wrestler. Writing episodes about six or eight wrestlers is a lot, which is it is very interesting, but having the time to really get in depth makes me more excited. And I get it. If you aren't a New Japan wrestling fan, or maybe even not even a hardcore old school Japanese wrestling fan, you might have no clue who Yoshiaki Yatsu is. And that's completely fair. G1 and Only is a show about diving into the appearances of these lesser known competitors. 
Some, of course, are very well known like Steve Austin, but of course, some are not. That's the belly of the beast. It provides you and me the opportunity to learn about an all new wrestler. So today we are talking about the one and only G1 Climax appearance of Yoshiaki Yatsu. And let's start off with his first match. That first match being up against Osama Kido. To give a difference between the two competitors, at the time of the tournament, Yatsu is 38 years old and Kido was 44. The two of them have only wrestled each other one other time 10 years prior. In that match, Yoshiaki Yatsu was victorious. Kido trained under Carl Gotch and wrestled in UWF for several years, so he's very much a mat wrestler that utilizes the Fujiwara armbar and a standing arm lock to finish his opponents. Kido certainly has the experience edge over Yatsu, but can he outmaneuver Yatsu's power and youth? In Tokyo, Japan, on August 3rd, 1994, Yoshiaki Yatsu entered his first G1 Climax match in the first match of Block A that year against Osama Kido. Before the bell rings, Yatsu goes after Kido, taking him to the outside, throwing Kido into the guardrail, and then giving him a running bulldog onto the floor. Yatsu immediately wants to let the New Japan world know who he is right off the bat. When the 44-year-old Kido re-enters the ring, the bell sounds, allowing Yatsu to continue his assault with several knees to Kido's stomach and back. Yatsu picks up Kido and slams him down onto his knee for a backcracker, but then converts the move into a crossface, then a sleeper hold. After Kido reaches the ropes for safety, Yatsu picks up Kido and throws him into the corner and performs another running bulldog. He goes for the pin, but Kido gets his feet on the ropes. Yatsu attempts another bulldog, but in the first sign of life, Osama Kido picks up Yatsu and throws him down with a back suplex. Kido continues this momentum with several elbow strikes to Yatsu, using his speed and momentum to escape from Yatsu's reversals. Soon, Kido catches Yatsu into his signature Fujiwara armbar, but Yatsu is able to reach the ropes. Kido throws Yatsu off the ropes, but Yatsu stops Kido with several headbutts and a sidewalk slam. Yatsu climbs the top rope and lands a brutal elbow drop for a two count. The flow of offense is surely back in Yatsu's corner, and Yatsu cements that with a power slam. The crowd is really behind Kido here, trying to get him back into this match. So as Yatsu goes for a powerbomb, Kido recognizes that crowd's support and smoothly reverses the powerbomb into another Fujiwara armbar. Yatsu reaches the ropes, so Kido tries to keep up the attack, but Yatsu plays dirty again and bites Kido's nose. Yatsu launches Kido into the ropes, grabs Kido, and slams him down with the power slam. And one three count later, Yoshiaki Yatsu wins the first match of Block A, and more importantly, his first match in the G1 Climax. Conclusion The match between Yoshiaki Yatsu and Usama Kido was less a classic wrestling match, but rather a way to establish the character of Yoshiaki Yatsu. A wrestler that is not a noble fighter, but a dirty one, willing to attack his opponents before the bell and bite their nose to get ahead. He doesn't use weapons or outside interference, but rather his fist to do the dirty work. But there is something to say that Yasu had to use these tactics against a man six years older than him in his mid-40s. Kido will not be the toughest opponent Yatsu will face in this block. 
Block A of the 1994 G1 Climax now looks as follows. Yoshiaki Yatsu is tied in first place with two points with Yoshiaki Fujiwara and Riki Choshu. At the bottom of the barrel is Asama Kido, Keji Muto, and Masahiro Chono. Fujiwara defeated Muto in a solid match, but an upsetting loss for Muto, ignoring the post-match interview. Choshu defeated the two-time G1 Climax winner in dominating fashion in under four minutes. Moving on, similar to the history with Kido, Yoshiaki Yatsu only wrestled against his opponent Riki Choshu once, nine years earlier. In that match, however, Choshu earned the victory. But it's not their history as opponents that's interesting, but rather their history as a tag team. Yatsu and Choshu started as a tag team in New Japan in 1981. In 84, they both left for All Japan and continued teaming together. In 1986, Choshu and Yatsu captured the NWA International Tag Team Championships, where they held on for a full 365 days. However, Choshu moved back to New Japan, where he was able to shine as a single star, becoming a three-time IWGP heavyweight champion, and competing in the first-ever G1 Climax. Choshu is a mean son of a gun, inventor of the sharpshooter, so Yoshiaki Yatsu has his work certainly cut out for him. In Tokyo, Japan, on August 4th, 1994, Yoshiaki Yatsu competes in his second G1 Climax match, facing former tag team partner, Riki Choshu. The crowd is admittedly behind Choshu here, and after a little circle, the two lock up. After a forced breakup at the corner, Yatsu catches Choshu with a drop toehold straight into a crossface. Choshu, however, is able to escape. The two go for a test of strength, with Choshu throwing Yatsu down, proving who's the strongest. Yatsu gets back up, reaches the ropes, showing his clear understanding of the rules, I guess, before he possibly breaks them. Choshu gets Yatsu in a side headlock, but Yatsu pushes Choshu off and hits him with his power slam. Yatsu brings Choshu into the corner and attacks with elbows to the chin and knees to the knee. In the opposite corner, Yatsu hits Choshu clear in the face of a punch, dropping Choshu down to a knee. Choshu escapes with a fervor, headbutting his way across the ring. The two men fall to the outside, with Yatsu hitting a running bulldog similar to his previous match. After throwing Choshu back in the ring, Yatsu continues the assault on Choshu's knee with several kicks and drops, ending with a kneeling figure four leg lock called the Jailhouse Lock. Choshu is struggling with the pain, unable to find relief, scared of this potential loss to his former partner. Choshu eventually crawls his way to the ropes, but Yatsu isn't going to let Choshu have this one, lifting him up and slamming him down with a belly-to-belly -belly suplex, then a running bulldog. Yatsu brings Choshu into the corner and goes for a running bulldog again, but Choshu attempts the reversal with a back suplex, just like Kido did in the day previous. However, Yatsu had this scouted, catching his leg behind Choshu's leg, stopping Choshu's reversal. Choshu, realizing this, pushes Yatsu into the opposite corner, bounces off, and nails the back suplex. With the momentum in his favor, Choshu hits Yatsu with three lariats. He then takes a moment to stretch out Yatsu's knee and lands the fourth lariat. Into what I believe is pronounced the Sasori Gatame, a move he innovated. Us Western fans obviously know this move as the sharpshooter. Yatsu struggles in pain, dead in the middle of the ring. With nowhere to go, Yoshiaki Yatsu taps out 
the win going to Ricky Choshu. Conclusion Another solid performance from Yoshiaki Yatsu. Unlike the previous match against Kido, Yoshiaki Yatsu exhibits little to no fouls against Choshu. Based on the history together, I believe this was Yatsu showing a level of respect for Ricky Choshu. However, it is interesting to note that if Yatsu did cheat, he maybe could have won and actually beaten Ricky Choshu. But alas, the what-ifs are only for the mind of Yoshiaki Yatsu that night. Block A of the 1994 G1 Climax now looks as follows. Top of the leaderboard is Ricky Choshu with 4 points. Next up is a 4-way tie with 2 points with Yoshiaki Yatsu, Yoshiaki Fujiwara, Asama Kido, and Masahiro Chono. And again, bottom of the barrel there, Keji Muto with 0 points. With the win over Yoshiaki Yatsu, Ricky Choshu is out to an early lead in the G1. Asama Kida was able to defeat Fujiwara, and in a repeat of the first G1 Climax final, Chono defeated Keji Muto. Next up for Yoshiaki Yatsu is a man of a similar name, Yoshiaki Fujiwara, inventor of the Fujiwara armbar. Yatsu and Fujiwara actually wrestled each other a lot in Yatsu's first New Japan run, with Yatsu coming out on top of all six matches. Fujiwara is older than Yatsu, but has some G1 Climax appearance, competing a year prior in the 1993 G1 Climax, where he lost in the first round against Fujinami. So maybe not really a lot of G1 Climax experience, but it counts nonetheless. In Tokyo, Japan, on August 5th, 1994, Yoshiaki Yatsu wrestles Yoshiaki Fujiwara in his third G1 Climax match. After some technical back and forth, Yatsu and Fujiwara goes for a test of strength, but instead of a test, Fujiwara just headbutts Yatsu. Yatsu asks for a real test of strength, but he was lying, kicking Fujiwara in the stomach and throwing him into the corner. Fujiwara quickly escapes, however, giving some stiff slaps across Yatsu's jaw. Fujiwara tries to use his speed to continue his escape, but Yatsu catches Fujiwara and brings him down to the ground. Sadly for Yatsu, Fujiwara's ground game is great, and Fujiwara is able to catch Yatsu into a knee lock, but Yatsu is able to escape. Yatsu brings Fujiwara into the corner and gives him some stiff chops across the chest, but Fujiwara returns the favor to escape out, ending with two huge headbutts. Fujiwara brings Yatsu to the ground and proceeds to illegally choke Yatsu, much to the referee's dismay. Fujiwara uses his legs to apply a headlock to Yatsu, which results in Yatsu escaping to the outside for a breather. Yatsu then tries to re-enter, but Fujiwara catches Yatsu, brings him in the hard way with a suplex. Back in the ring, Yatsu catches Fujiwara, giving him clubbing blows to the head. He then launches Fujiwara into the corner and gives him a clothesline and a running slam for the two count. Yatsu then follows up with a classic running bulldog, followed by a second two count. Frustrated, Yatsu goes for a third running bulldog, but Fujiwara reverses this into his patented Fujiwara armbar, but Yatsu crawls to the ropes. Fujiwara follows up with some nasty headbutts to Yatsu, exuding real Minoru Suzuki energy here. While the referee tries to get Fujiwara off of Yatsu, Yatsu goes for a very low and illegal punch below Fujiwara's belt. Yatsu then catches Fujiwara with a suplex, picks him up, 
and Irish whips Fujiwara into the ropes, lands the power slam for the three count. Immediately following the match, Fujiwara gets up and headbutts Yatsu again out of anger, and Yatsu tells the referee to get the madman to stop attacking him after the match, because of course that's not nice. Conclusion Similar to the Kido match, it was the illegal actions of Yoshiaki Yatsu that got him the win. He started the match trying to prove his technical prowess over Fujiwara, but when that was getting nowhere, the match broke down into a bit of a brawl. Until the last minute, where the match further collapsed into illegal moves from both Fujiwara and Yatsu. It's interesting to note that when Yatsu cheats, it is not just to cheat, but it serves a purpose as the last line of offense. When his own capabilities and skill fail him, Yatsu chooses to cheat, whether it be biting or low-blowing. In a way, this shows a mini-story in Yatsu where he is trying to prove his wrestling skill to himself and others, but in the face of losing, he's able to throw away his manners and cheat to win. His pride gets in the way both ways. He wants to prove that he is skilled at what he's doing, but when it, he also wants to get the win, so if he's able to just throw away that and cheat to win. So he wants to prove that he can do it, but he doesn't want to lose, so it's sort of this balance that he's trying to struggle with. And then throw in matches with people like Choshu, where Yatsu's respect seems to be stronger than his pride. Block A of the 1994 G1 Climax now looks as follows. Top of the block is a three-way tie with four points in Riki Choshu, Yoshiaki Yatsu, and Masahiro Chono. At the bottom of the barrel, we have Yoshiaki Fujiwara, Osama Kido, and Keji Muto, each with two points. With the win over Fujiwara, Yatsu was able to secure his spot at the top of the block. Chona defeats Kido, continuing his win streak following his first loss to Choshu. And in a great match, Keji Mucho is able to win his first two points against Riki Choshu, a win that if it wasn't for Yatsu's knee work in the night before, Muto could have possibly not gotten. With three out of the five matches complete in this block, the next night will be a defining point for every wrestler's G1 Climax run. There isn't much of a history with Yoshiaki Yatsu and his next opponent, Masahiro Chono. Chono made his wrestling debut as a young lion half a month after Yatsu's last match in New Japan before moving to All Japan. But while Yatsu was gone from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Chono took over New Japan with the Three Musketeers. At the time of this G1 Climax match, Chono was already an IWGP Tag Team Champion, a NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, and winner of two G1 Climaxes. And there have only been three so far. In Tokyo, Japan, on August 6, 1994, Yoshiaki Yatsu takes on Masahiro Chono in Yatsu's fourth G1 Climax match. We join the match in progress. Masahiro Chono is on the outside, separating himself from Yatsu. When Chono re-enters, he takes down Yatsu and goes after his leg, but Yatsu is able to reverse Chono into an armbar. Chono escapes and captures Yatsu into an armbar of his own, but Yatsu is able to quickly escape from that, stay on the offense with several attacks on Chono's shoulder. 
Chono escapes to the outside, and Yasu meets him there, continuing the assault on Chono's shoulder and giving Chono a running bulldog onto the floor. Yasu then lariats Chono into the fans' laps and re-enters the ring, looking for the count-out victory. After a striking battle on the ring apron, Chono climbs to the top rope. Yatsu stops Chono momentarily, but Chono is able to push Yatsu off. He then flies off the top rope, but Yatsu counters with a kick straight to the diving Chono. Yatsu continues the assault on Chono with a powerbomb into the jailhouse lock. Chono tries to escape, but for added punishment, Yatsu applies an additional butterfly lock onto Chono while he is in the jailhouse lock. Chono, however, finds the way to reach the ropes. Still in control, Yasu throws Chono into the ropes, but Chono catches himself and proceeds to kick Yasu into the head, followed by a snapmare and more punches to that head, ending the sequence with the classic STF. However, Yasu powers his way to the ropes. Chono goes for another high boot, but Yasu counters with a German suplex for a very close two count. Yasu moves Chono into the corner and lands the running bulldog. He goes for his second and nails it, resulting in a very close three count. Yasu then throws Chono into the ropes and lands the power slam, and again, Chono kicks out. Yasu is upset. He's given everything to Chono, but Chono just won't go down. Yasu tries to just lariat Chono twice, but that doesn't do it. He goes for a belly-to-belly and pin combination, but again, no dice. Yatsu is yelling at the referee, frustrated, and while this is happening, Chono gets up, climbs to the top rope, and nails the diving shoulder block, hits the running boot to Yatsu, then locks in the STF and gets the victory. Masahiro Chono wins the match. Conclusion This was easily Yoshiaki Yatsu's best G1 Climax match. Could it be because he was against Masahiro Chono, you know, Mr. August, Mr. G1 himself? Probably. But Yasu was able to show off his entire moveset here and showing why Chono was the better wrestler with the better heart. Yasu, despite using all of his moves on Chono, refuses to cheat to potentially win here. Could it be that Yatsu's pride is again in the way? He wants to beat Masahiro Chono. The respect for Mr. G1 is there, seeing that he wants to put away Chono here cleanly. He doesn't want to cheat to win to beat Masahiro Chono. He wants to prove himself more. It's that battle between winning and proving your worth. A clean win over Chono here would skyrocket Yatsu's stardom. But sadly, this never came to be for Yatsu. It's at this point that I'm starting to see the pattern in the booking. If Yatsu cheats the match to get the win, versus let's say Kido and Fujiwara, Yatsu gets the win. When Yatsu refuses to cheat, he loses, shown against Choshu and now Masahiro Chono. To me, this shows that as one of the outsiders in this tournament, Yatsu was allowed to win some matches, but must cheat to do it so that New Japan's wrestlers still look good. To be fair, Fujiwara is also an outsider, but the man invented the Fujiwara armbar and is in his second G1 Climax. He he has a little bit more of a cachet, let's say. It's an interesting story that's being told through Yasu, but it is one that protects him while showcasing what he can do in the ring. Block A of the 1994 G1 Climax now looks as follows. At the top of the block with six points is Masahiro Chono. 
The rest of the block is tied with four points with Riki Choshu, Yoshiaki Yasu, Yoshiaki Fujiwara, and Keji Muto. And at the bottom of the block there, we have Osama Kido with two points. Yoshiaki Yatsu's loss means that most likely he has lost the G1 Climax. The only way for him to win is for Yatsu to win his match against his next opponent and for Chono to lose his match against Fujiwara. But this would also give Fujiwara two points, moving him up to six points. This scenario would then create a three-way tie at the top, with each man having a tiebreaker over the other. You know, early G1s didn't do tiebreakers like current G1s. Instead, they would have just a separate match. So in this scenario, it's a three-way match. And like that almost never happens in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So this is a very, very, very large long shot for Yoshiaki Yatsu. Keji Muto defeated Osama Kido to earn another two points in the G1, and Fujiwara defeated Choshu to earn two points of his own. Usama Kido has officially been mathematically eliminated from the G1 Climax. Just like Masahiro Chono, Yatsu's next opponent, Kenji Muto, debuted half a month after Yatsu left New Japan. And just like Chono, Muto quickly took over New Japan Pro Wrestling. Before this match, Muto was a three-time IWGP Tag Team Champion and an IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Although never winning the G1 Climax, Muto has appeared in all three, reaching the semifinals twice and the finals once. If there is anyone as tough as a challenge as Chono, it's going to be Keji Muto. In Tokyo, Japan, on August 6, 1994, Yoshiaki Yatsu finishes out his one and only G1 Climax against Keji Muto. After some circling, Yoshiaki Yatsu and Keji Muto go for the lockup, with Yatsu immediately changing it into a wrist lock, bringing Muto down to the ground. Yatsu and Muto do some mat wrestling, ending with Yatsu getting a double wrist lock on Muto in the center of the ring. Muto is able to stand up and reach the ropes, and Yatsu honors that rope break. If booking trends hold up, Yatsu shouldn't have done that. Kenji Muto tries to get a shoulder block on Yatsu, but Muto just bounces off to the big man. Muto rolls to the outside to reassess his game plan here. Back in the ring, Yatsu powers Muto into the corner and gives him some powerful elbows to the jaw, along with some attacks to Muto's knee, same sort of strategy that he did to Riki Choshu. Yatsu pulls Muto out of the corner and hits him with a vertical suplex. Following a pin attempt, Yatsu locks in a Cobra Clutch, but again, Muto finds the ropes. Muto is able to get the upper hand for a second, but after both men got a knee lock on each other, we're back to Null. The two men proceed to slap the hell out of each other, with Muto ending the exchange with a spinning back kick and a headlock. However, Yatsu escapes and leaves the ring. Upon re-entering, Yatsu calls Muto into the corner, allowing a chance to take down Muto and repeatedly elbow strike Muto into the jaw. For the first time in the tournament, Yatsu hits his signature pile driver for a two count. Yatsu throws Muto into the ropes, looking for a lariat, but Muto dodges and hits a drop kick. Muto throws Yatsu into the corner, hits the running backhand sprint elbow and bulldog combination. 
seeing Muto is getting the upper hand here, Yatsu winds up and kicks Muto straight into the balls. There's a chorus of boos and a stern warning from the referee here, but seeing that this is the G1 Climax, I assume that the rules are going to be a little lax. Muto rolls to the outside, but Yatsu follows, picking up and slamming Muto onto the floor. Yatsu looks to Irish whip Muto into the barricade, but Muto reverses it, instead throwing Yatsu into that steel barricade. Muto hits Yatsu with his own bulldog onto the floor and follows it up with a running lariat. Back in the ring, Muto nails Yatsu with a diving dropkick. Muto rushes to the top rope for the moonsault, but Yatsu gets his knees up at the last second. Back on offense, Yatsu runs off the ropes, but Muto catches him in a hurricane rana. But Yatsu grabs him, reverses that into a powerbomb. Yatsu then picks up Muto and nails a second powerbomb, and this time a more proper one for the two count. Yatsu goes for his running bulldog, but this also doesn't get the job done. He nails the power slam again, Muto kicks out. At this point, Yatsu must have Chono-esque flashbacks. Yatsu proceeds to lock in the jailhouse lock with the additional butterfly lock combination, but Muto gets to the ropes. But Yatsu refuses to release the hold here, and Muto must headbutt his way out. Muto then hits a suplex on Yatsu, but this doesn't get the win. Yatsu hits a back suplex of his own, but Muto kind of reverses it and gets a two count out of it. Yatsu hits a running lariat and gets a very close win, but no cigar. Yatsu slams down Muto and climbs the top rope. He's looking to jump for that elbow drop, but no avail. Muto drop kicks Yatsu into the corner, brings him into the top for a Hurricane Rana, and boy, gotta be honest, this was an ugly botch. It looked like Muto was supposed to fully hit a Hurricane Rano, but Yatsu thought that maybe he was reversing it for a powerbomb, so it just sort of looked like a mess. Like, they landed very poorly for this. Muto looks either out of it completely or completely angry, completely pissed off. Muto slams down Yatsu, climbs to the top rope, and hits the Muto Salt for the three count. Should note, however, that Yatsu kicks out at 3.1. Following the match, Muto looks pissed. Conclusion A solid, exciting match between Muto and Yasu here, but the ending is obviously confusing. It would appear that Yasu possibly botched the finish of the match, and not to point fingers too hard, but possibly sandbagged Muto on the Hurricane Rana. Following up with a 3.1 kickout, this could have been Yatsu trying to protect himself at the finish, or maybe it was just a botch and the 3.1 count was planned. Either way, Yatsu, to me, professionally doesn't look good here, especially considering this was his last match of the tournament. But this is all speculation, so who knows? Block A of the 1994 G1 Climax now looks as follows. At the top of the block is Masahiro Chono with 8 points. Followed up with 6 points each is Keji Muto and Riki Choshu. At 4 points, we have Yoshiaki Yatsu and Yoshiaki Fujiwara. And finally, at the bottom of the barrel with 2 points is Osama Kido. With a loss against Muto, Yoshiaki Yatsu ends his one and only G1 Climax appearance with 4 points from 2 out of 5 wins. And his placement in the block makes sense. New Japan's top guys all have more points than outsider Yasu, 
while other outsider Fujiwara is tied with Yatsu himself. And also, Kido sucks as at the bottom of the barrel. Yoshiaki Yatsu's G1 and only grade, B-. Following the 1994 G1 climax, Yoshiaki Yatsu bounces around Japan for a bit. He returns to New Japan for the Super Grade Tag League 4 and dozens of other matches. I can't see why Yatsu was never called back to the G1 climax. You know, he played his part in the tournament well, maybe albeit his final match, but he continued to work in New Japan for a full year after the 94 G1 climax. He even competed in New Japan on the tours before and after the 95 G1 Climax. He could have easily entered the tournament, but looking at that tournament's participants, I believe New Japan wanted to slim down the competition to only include the best of the best. According to the Wrestling Observer, Yatsu became the president of a transportation company and retired from wrestling in 2010. Yatsu, however, like many other wrestlers, came out of retirement in 2015 and wrestled for some other Japanese wrestling promotions, wrestling as recently in April of 2019 for Dramatic Dream Team, or DDT. In his personal life, Yatsu was diagnosed with diabetes three years before his G1 Climax appearance. The reason I bring this up is not only was he able to compete and perform at such a level uh, with diabetes, I don't know what uh, severity of diabetes, but he was able to bring that out every single match. In June 2019, Yatsu had to have his right leg amputated from roughly the shin down due to bacteria entering through his big toe and necrosis setting in. Ironically, longtime tag team partner Ricky Choshu retired from pro wrestling the day after Yatsu's leg was amputated. According to Smart Flash, a Japanese publication, Yatsu said, quote, It's ironic that Choshu retired with a happy ending the day after I cut off my leg. I put up with the pain and watched the game on my phone, but I thought, what's the difference between Choshu and me? End quote. In that same interview, Yoshiaki Yatsu joked around saying that he would return to the ring at some point as a one-legged pirate, and that he tried to do. On March 18th, 2020, Yatsu was planning to return to the ring. If the pandemic didn't happen, maybe we would have seen the return of one-legged pirate Yoshiaki Yatsu. Who knows? In two weeks, we will look at the 1995 G1 Climax, and oh boy, am I excited for this episode. The next episode will feature the man, the myth, the legend himself, Ric Flair. As a part of WCW, the Nature Boy would compete in this already historic tournament for the first and only time, taking on a block of real heavy hitters in New Japan, and Shiro Koshinaki, Keji Muto, and now three-time G1 Climax winner, Masahiro Chono. But until then, please stay safe, everybody. Have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, and I will talk to you all next week on G1 and Only.